This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Shooter ready. Stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170 The Answer All right, let me just plug this one in right Nice That gets plugged into the little plug thing (laughs) Hang on to that We got a whole crew in the studio So we're a little The first first whole crew show So we're doing a couple of technical difficulty adjustments Yes, we are Yeah and then I gotta get my. Well, I have to come running over here. Here you go, Dave. Down the right road. here. I got mine. All right. Mine's better than yours. Ha 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 ha. Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, a self defense event happens in seconds. From the time it takes to listen to this commercial, your life could change forever. I pray you're never forced to shoot in self defense, but if you must, and you must be ready. That's why USCCA exists, because every responsibly armed American should have the training and education to navigate a self-defense situation. And should you ever need it, the 24-7 critical response team is right there for you. To discover more about USCCA, visit uscca.com slash G-O-R. Act now, because the life you save could be your own. That's uscca.com slash G-O-R. Should we do a Mickey Mouse Club uh, roundtable introduction uh, for with everybody here in the studio? Now that we got over the whole the whole crew's here. I don't think that cord's going to be long enough. By the way. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Alicia, how you doing? M I C K E Y M O U. See, you didn't think I remembered. I I I knew you. I knew you did. I knew you would. Alicia's here. I'm here. Our old buddy Joe Dramisi. Yes, I'm here too. How you doing, man? I'm great. Happy you know, New Year. Yeah, been a while. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for coming. You're coming into your talk. What's your segment today? You wanted me to come in and talk about a uh, podcast I did with John Olson. Yes, that was an excellent podcast, and oh, John good. Olson's an excellent guy. And you know, you're not too shabby yourself. So I'm glad you could be here. Man. That was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed that. So you know, and thank look you forward to talking about for that. recertifying me for my CCW. <laughs> How did I do? You're welcome. You passed. I passed. Be honest. <laughs> yeah, be honest. Go ahead. How did I do? I do okay. He did very well. Yes, Joe did. He didn't. He didn't. You know, there was. I didn't. He didn't. I have to. Didn't. There were no like shoulder rolls into a. You know, into you know a hostage situation, fifty yards away. But uh, yeah, I we could hold have. on a second. Let me just kind of visualize that. <laughs> I'd love to see you roll down the side of a hill. That'd be cool. all right. Let's do it. do it. We'll do it. We'll go out to the range, and then we'll have we'll go have spaghetti for breakfast. Sounds like you like. No, 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 no. Cold. no. Cold. Hey. Action Jackson's here. What's up, young man? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good. So what do you think of your Christmas present? It's awesome. You going to have some fun with it? I sure am. You're going to go after the cat? Maybe. What is it? Tell everybody what it is. 
Well, it is called Pump and Shoot or Pump Shot. Hey, you're going to have fun with those. I By the way, Alicia wanted to open it up and shoot everybody. No, oh, I was trying to talk him into shooting you when you walked in. <laughs> yeah. See? Guess all the little balls around. But anyway, have fun, have fun with it. I thought you'd enjoy it. Well, thank you. So, yeah. what did you get for Christmas? What did you tell me you got for Christmas? You got to use the mic. Yeah, what did you get for Christmas? Uh, well, I got a lot of Lego sets and one that had 4,215 pieces. Oh, my gosh. Is that here, there, and everywhere? He was concerned. He said he, he wasn't sure when they were going to have the time to put all that together. I said, you got to make the time. You got to get that on the calendar. Yeah, really? It's going to be a multi-session. Well, kind of a busy guy. You got to calendar that multi-session, multi-day, multi-hour. I mean, it's important. That kind of thing is important, so. So we had our uh, um, all right, we had our uh, meet and greet for the sheriff. Joe, you attended. What, what did you think? I did. I thought it was um, actually pretty good. I was I was interested to hear the questions and um, her answers to it. And uh, I think it was not because I haven't really. I don't know. That I met with her uh, previously with Kelly Martinez, and uh, she's not. Uh, she doesn't strike me as a politician. You know, she doesn't speak that way. But the content I thought was really good. I like the answers to uh, to some of the questions that I heard there. So what we did is for our 10-ring member, 10-ring membership are, are those who donate $1,000 a year or $100 a month. For our special 10-ring members, we had a special meet-and-greet event at uh, um, the butcher shop, which Dave forgot about. You know what? Oh, here it comes. You're absolutely correct. You were, you were eating spaghetti. <laughs> no, I, I just, I'm sitting there and I, I you know, and I went. It was a, it was a very good event. So it was for the Ten Ringers. It was a private event at the butcher shop. They have a nice private little room. It was a it was a smoky back filled political event, just like I, just like I like. Why does that um, not surprise me? I knew I'd miss that. Did you guys smoke cigars? No, there weren't any cigars, but there was hummus, which is very similar. <laughs> yeah, there was hummus. Yeah, yeah. Similar. And, and a an, lot of San Diego politicians. And I'm glad there were a lot of San Diego was politicians. Carl DeMaio there. He couldn't make it, um, but he had the. Uh, John Franklin, the Vista mayor, the uh, Dane White, the mayor of Escondido. Um, we had uh, uh, the assessor, um, Jordan, um, New County assessor, um, and uh, Jordan Marks. And then uh, there, there are a number of others. Of course, uh, um, Jim Miller from the Cajon Valley School Board and a number of other uh, elected officials that I'm not. I'm not. I'm not you I had know. Andrew Hayes, who's going to be president someday. <laughs> Andrew Hayes, all in my brain. Love that guy. <laughs> He really is. He's he's great. And he announced at our event, I think this was the first public announcement that he is running for the assembly out in East County, which I'm very very happy for. He's he 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 he'll be great. Yeah, he'll that's great. right. We got the we got the private secret announcement announcement at the annual Hilliker yeah. uh, Christmas party. Oh, really? Yeah, it's oh, only, so that w- only the movers and shakers get to go to that. So this wasn't so so the San, so it wasn't the first public event. Then. No, it is the first public cuz it was a hush hush don't tell anybody, but Oh, so this was things. a Major announcement. That's right. I was rubbing shoulders there. It was cool. Well, it was cool. So the Ten Ringers, what we're going to start doing in in uh, San Diego is on the odd months, the one, three, five, seven, et cetera, we're going to have some kind of speaker and we're going to do like a little, uh, uh, you know, meet and greet of somebody interesting. They're going to talk, questions, answer, might be political, might just be fun, might be Second Amendment, um, you know, a couple of hors d'oeuvres, maybe a drink. Um, we're going to do that once a month on the odd months and on the even months. Joe, you're going to take them shooting, right? Uh, yeah, when I can, we'll do the sporting clays again, right? Yeah, on the on the even months, we're going to have the uh, sporting clays, most of which are going to be led by Joe. Um, and uh, yeah, just a couple more things for the ten ringers to 
to do. So if you're not a 10 ringer, now's the time to join. Go to San Diego County Gun Owners. Dot com. Go to the join page and become a 10 ringer today. Um, so if you thought I missed the last one, yeah, I'm guaranteeing if you're doing the 1st, the 3rd, the 9th, the 12th, the 15th, and the 32nd, <laughs> I think you're doing that, so I will forget. <laughs> no, it's, every other month, I'll listen, I'm gonna, clearly I'm going to have to put you on my to-do list to yes, make sure you get you got to put me on your phone. You know who I'm thinking about for the next speaker is uh, I ran into Randy Jones. At uh, K- oh, KSI, yeah. yeah, he loves guns, and I think oh, yeah. I'll bet you he'd have a couple of, of good stories. To He's tell. got some awesome stories. <laughs> some of them he can tell. Maybe. Um, okay, attend a CCW class. Classes are scheduled for Inland Empire, Orange County. Visit the events calendar on each website, orangecountygunowners.com if you're in Orange County, uh, inlandempiregunowners.com if you're in Riverside and San Bernardino. Of course, San Diego County Gunowners.com. Just go to the calendar and you'll see when you can get instruction on how to apply for your CCW. Get Gun Owners Radio merch. Buy it at shop.gunownersradio.com. Women and men's T-shirts, hats, mugs, and more. All kinds of really, really cool things. Now, before we go to a break, I want to set up the next segment. Um, Our good buddy John Petrolino on Bearing Arms wrote Olympian Gabby Franco censored on LinkedIn. So I called Gabby, and she is going to – she's calling in. We're going to talk to her about how she was censored on LinkedIn in the next segment. All right. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Folks, hey, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961. AM 1170. The answer. William ripped that thing right out of his socket. He's getting better. New year, new Jackson. So he's got some competition. I had a little uh, nine-year-old. She was on in the first hour or the the one o'clock hour. Yeah, she was on KUSI with me this morning. Oh, wow. What was she doing? Uh, What was she doing? (laughs) Oh, her dad, uh, second bout of cancer. Oh. And it's called Dancer's. Uh, against cancer, yeah, and she says, "Yeah, I've been, da- I've been dancing seven years." It's, I says, "Well, how nine? old?" I said, "How old are you?" She's nine. When did you start? Hold on a minute. <laughs> Two. <laughs> just adorable. Yeah, just so much fun. That it was her voice that deep too. No, because that would have been no. awesome. And I had her on KUSI <laughs> this morning. So, yeah. all right, you got to read the commercial so we can. Why? So we can pay the bills. This is our if favorite. you have legal matters that involve firearms and you need to call California's firearm lawyer, John Dillon, who need, we need to get back in. If you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant, call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. You can call him at 760-642-7150, or you can visit his website at DylanLawGP.com. Okay, Bearing Arms writes, Olympian Gabby Franco censored on LinkedIn. This was written by the pen patriot, John Petrolino, better known as the Gabagool patriot. Um, Olympian, <laughs> Olympian Gabby Franco and I chatted almost a full year ago, John writes, back at the end of January 2022. It was great to play catch up with the Olympian 
turned advocate and competitive shooter. Franco is also on Top Shot, et cetera, et cetera. Goes on to talk about that uh, the uh, uh, Gabby was, for whatever reason, censored by LinkedIn, which we don't normally think of as, I'm not even sure how they would censor. I, I don't really spend a lot of time on LinkedIn, but Joe, you're fairly familiar with LinkedIn. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I used to, when I was doing that kind of work, I was there for a lot. Um, or I was on there a lot, but I do post blogs on um, one of their politics and American culture or something. Uh, mm. Oh, so they have like a, oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. They have all sorts of groups on there, but yeah, I didn't think that they were, they didn't seem like a real, um, like, like a real woke group, I guess that they do that kind of stuff. Uh, that's, that's surprising. I'm, I'm interested to hear Gabby's story. Here. Well then let's get to Gabby. Gabby, how are you? Very good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for calling in. What a pleasure it is to hear from you. I'm, I'm, I'm dying. I'm on the edge of my seat to know exactly <laughs> what happened with with LinkedIn. You know what he should have called. I'm gonna I'm gonna call John after this. And I'm gonna tell him that the uh, name of this story should have been LinkedIn locked out. <laughs> so tell us what tell us what happened with LinkedIn. What was the what was the problem? Well, so this is not, I mean, even though you guys are, it's the first time you hear this, but it has been happening to me for quite a while. Mm. It actually, it, this is the third time in a row that I post something related specifically with firearms that I get banned. The second time I was like baffled and I actually um, uh, disputed it because it was a video, a shooting tip that had nothing to do with shooting per se. Mm -hmm. Like I was not teaching how to shoot the gun or anything like that. I was actually saying, telling people, if you don't, you know, if your training doesn't go well, oh, make sure that you learn something. And I said that in a sense that could help you in any aspect of your life, right? No big deal. I thought it was a very good tip, very good lesson. Boom, got banned. So, yeah, so the video did the actual. Now, did the video actually? Um, uh, were you? Was there a gun in the video, or were you just just kind of talking yeah, to the camera? Yeah. No, no. It, there was like a, me in the shooting range. You know, just shooting in the shooting range, and uh, me in the background speaking up. And so they banned it. And then when I disputed it, uh, not only they put that down, but they also brought other stuff from the past. So it's almost like they went back to my profile and they say, oh, this one and this one and this one. I'm like, wait a second. LinkedIn's um, been carrying stuff around in its purse, just waiting to pounce. Right, so, Unresolved issues so, between you and LinkedIn and they just poured it all out on you, huh? <laughs> I don't know. And so it took me a little while. I started putting some other stuff in, in the media. And then I thought, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm going to just put this. It's about PRS because I'm going to start shooting PR, PRS. And uh, I put a, a link there because I have my 6.5 grade more and I have a 22 uh, caliber rifle. And I was asking, you know, uh, which rifle you guys like the most for PRS. And it was great. I mean, the, the, the engagement was awesome. People were, I mean, everybody, there was not even, not even one negative comment, which, you know, um, I have like 18,000 followers on LinkedIn. Uh, but sure enough, it got banned. And so, I'm like, what so in the world? <laughs> did the video get banned or did they like delete your profile? Or what? what's the extent of what they actually did? Well, with the video, which was previous to this last, that last, um, they took down my post, uh, that previous video, they actually canceled, not canceled, but they put down my whole profile. Oh, wow. So did you with have the to... Media, they, 
Did you have, yeah, to, you had to start over with a new profile or, or did, no, what? no, I did not. I disputed it. Uh, you know, I have a very cordial, but you can call cordial uh, conversation or through email with these people, but it didn't end up into anything else than they said, you know what, uh, we're just going to let you run your profile again. But if this happens more and more and more, we're going to just wipe out your, you know, cancel your profile completely. Wow. And so, yeah, it was very drastic. And so that's why I stopped posting much on LinkedIn. And then this was my first, the latest post that uh, John uh, uh, wrote about was the first time I post again with something related with fi to firearms after that huge deal that happened with that video. Mm. Um, and so, and then I was so, I wouldn't say frustrated because I've learned to see social media for what it is. They don't run my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't live by them, for them, or anything like that. However, you know, as an individual who engage in social media, because that's, that's how nowadays we can't communicate the most to the masses, uh, it's so, there are important tools to maintain. Agreed. So I thought, I thought you know what? For LinkedIn... <laughs> So then I blacked out the, the rifles and I colored them in blue, <laughs> right? Yeah. And and I was like, there you go. I solved your problem. <laughs> Voila. You don't see him. And again, you know, and it turned out that that post was 10 or 100 times have more engagement than the original one. That's hilarious because people wanted to see you. Yeah, you thought it like you should like maybe like uh, – uh, like uh, you know, color it like make it look like a banana or something. You know, or something. <laughs> we are, we've already done that. Yeah. So okay. So and that actually brings up a point. So when we do, you know, we we broadcast this live over our YouTube channel, our, our radio show here, and okay. you and, they, and when we would show a gun live, YouTube would YouTube would boot us, and we found out okay, um, they showed us that if you're going live, can't show a gun. If it's recorded, if it's pre-recorded, you post it, you can show a gun. But if it's live, no uh -huh. gun. Did they did they show you some kind of policy that was that was clear, or did they show you some kind of well, it's 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 against our community standards or some kind of general malarkey? It's not. It's yeah, it's not clear because they said that you're not supposed to sell, you're not supposed to do anything that is dangerous, blah 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 blah. But none of that what they are saying uh, or their their rules I'm breaking. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not saying absolutely nothing dangerous about it. I'm talking about a sport, PRS, even somebody from Spain replied to my comment, you know, sharing what the, what is PRS in Spain. So they even people in other parts of the world understand that PRS is a sport. Um, so obviously, and that's why in my post, I talk about motivated ignorance. So motivated ignorance in, in terms that most people understand is putting your head, you know, having the head under, in, under the sand. It's like you don't want to hear it. You want to know it. It's bad, bad, bad. It's ugly, but you don't want to know anything about it. Interesting. And Right. So motivated ignorance, that's what it is, that you don't want to learn. And it's very interesting that happens in LinkedIn that we're supposed to be professionals, you know, people yeah. are supposed to be professionals. You're supposed to be, um, I want to say intellectuals, but people who have possibly haven't, you know, a certain rank in their, in their profession, in their lives, whatever. <laughs> and, and then you get these individuals that sometimes they engage in this, the most 
outrageous conversations I get. Uh, and to me, it's funny because I am a very chill person. I, somebody can be screaming at me, and I don't scream at them. I just look at them and say, dude, what are you doing? Well, well <laughs> no. it's, it's a really good point about the fact that it's supposed to be for, for professionals. You know, LinkedIn, you know, all these social media platforms have, have kind of their own little niche or their own their own personality. And LinkedIn is supposed to be a bunch of professionals. So presumably, you're not going to have children you know, on there. So it's not like they, they could claim, you know, oh, well, gee, kids, and, you know, think of the children. Um, and, you know, surprisingly, you're, you, I wouldn't think that you'd have a bunch of snowflakes on LinkedIn because you, you kind of have to have a job to have a LinkedIn. I don't think they know what she was talking about, just the fact that a gun was involved. They just arbitrarily. Well, I think, I think you're absolutely right. They whacked just, her. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Because when you stop and think about it, how many people will you have to hire to be knowledgeable of everything out there? That would be a challenge. Yeah, you know what I mean. So the key thing was the gun. So where does it where does it stand? Where where are you at with it now? Oh no, I just left the post like that, and so okay. to avoid to avoid more things, I'm just making kind of fun with it. I'm making fun with it. So having fun with with with, with that. So now I'm posting the the my myself in obvious. Let's say. Uh, that it's obvious that I'm shooting, per se, and so I kind of put a little sticker on top of the gun. You know what I mean? <laughs> nice. or, That's hilarious. And, or the last one, I put a sticker on top in front of the gun that you can still see the shape of a pistol, so right. people know it's a pistol, but then I put the, the sticker said quote of the day, and then the, the caption was the whole Second Amendment. <laughs> so Alicia has a question for you. Oh, I was just going to say, Gabby, so when, when Mike first intro that you were going to be on, I pulled you up on LinkedIn, and in the time that we've been talking, you've gained six followers. Oh, look at just that. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. All, every single one of our yeah. listeners has now followed you on LinkedIn. Ooh. Hey, Gabby, I have a, a fellow uh, competitive shooter here. His name's Action Jackson. He's nine years old. He's just getting into competitive shooting. He nice. he, uh, he shoots, uh, I forget what he shoots, a Glock and, and something else. What else he shoot? BB gun. And a, no, no. And a, a SIG. A SIG and a Glock. <laughs> Um, and he's really, really good. He has a question for you. Yes. Uh, what's your favorite gun? Good question. Yes, yes. Well, you know, that's a, it's a very uh, important question, and it's, I would say, difficult to answer because there are different purposes for the different firearms. All right. Everybody see, that so. he asked that question to, you all must have gone to Denny's <laughs> and discussed this because everybody <laughs> says the same thing. Yep. It's like picking out your favorite child. Hey, can you hang got, with us? Actually, got ten seconds. We got it. We quick, quick, pick one in ten seconds. Well, I want to, I want, I want to say that that series, the Walter Arms PDPS series. Nice, bingo! All right, don't go anywhere. <laughs> You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. AM 1170. The answer. Orange County Gun Owners is dedicated to preserving, restoring Orange County self-defense rights. And if you live in Orange County and want to help defend and restore the Second Amendment, you need to join ocgunowners.com slash join. Orange County Gun Owners is more than supporting the lawsuits for the Second Amendment. They have developed an effective infrastructure that focuses on local outreach and activism. Volunteer at a shooting social, at a gun shop and table 
top and help more pro-gun local officials get elected. Become a member today. OCGunOwners.com slash join. So what's up with so, ghost guns? Well, I'll tell you, one of the things that kept coming up is, uh, and one of the things we're going to really have to pay attention to going into the new year down in San Diego, here are these listening sessions that happened. That you know, we, The last one, we got 100 and something people there, and um, you know, there were six of them in total. And, and really, in those listening sessions, we outnumbered the anti-gunners in just about every one of those listening sessions. And they're set to release the uh, kind of a summary not, I was going to say the results, not quite the results, but a summary of, of the things that I guess they learned or things that people said. Of course, if that summary doesn't reflect the pro-Second Amendment opinions. Then what's the point? It's a, Well, it's a total fraud. Right. What's and in San Diego, we were releasing uh, the dates for, the, for our monthly meetings, which are coming up at the end of the month here. And uh, that's one thing we're going to focus on in, in the uh, monthly meetings. We're going to talk about uh, what happened and what we can do to, to uh, make sure that nothing bad is, it results. But it's actually the 17th, 18th, and 19th. They'll be up on the website. They'll be up on the calendar uh, tomorrow. And, of course, they'll be in the uh, email as well. So come join us so you can learn exactly what happened in those listening sessions, what we're expecting, what the next step is, and what we can do to stop. But something that kept coming up um, is – the term ghost gun, it keeps, it was, it's kind of their, it's kind of, it's their boogeyman, you know, um, it's, it's there, you know, it used to be, uh, uh, machine guns or whatever and weapons of war. Assault weapons. Yeah. Assault weapons. It used to, you know, they, they pick these, these kind of boogeyman terms, um, and, uh, you know, wrap every discussion in, in that, in that term. And it kept coming up. Ghost guns kept coming up. Ghost guns, ghost guns, ghost guns. So what what is a ghost gun? Well, they don't really know what a ghost gun is, <laughs> you know. And it's kind of a, a fun term. It started out as a fun term to describe homemade guns that weren't required to be serialized. Mm-hmm. And uh, some politician called it a ghost gun, and then they they took it. You stuck know, with it. yeah, yeah. I think it was. Uh, do you remember? Was it uh, De Leon or one of these guys called it a, a ghost? Called, described an unserialized firearm as a ghost gun. And, yeah, I don't know. It's a good. It's a good name, though. If that's if that's what you're trying to do, you know, from their point of view, it doesn't surprise me. It came from California. If, if yeah. that is in fact where it came from, I, I think I can't quite remember. Somebody out there screaming at the radio that I'm incorrect. I know the real <laughs> answer, but um, you know, it's it's come to to be, just be known as any kind of firearm that was. I guess in the I would say I think it's fair to say that in the in the true Second Amendment community, a ghost gun is really just any unserialized firearm, a firearm that someone home was homemade and they weren't required to serialize it. But on the other side, the anti-gun side, a ghost gun is is uh, you know anything that a criminal, almost anything really, it's any kind of gun. But really, what they're talking about is any kind of gun that was you know either made um, to in order to, to commit crime. Or any gun that uh, they take the serial number and they they scratch it off, or any any gun they steal and scratch off the serial number. That's it's still really, a ghost gun. They call it a ghost gun. Well, it's know. like the guy that was on my racing show before this show. He built his race car from scratch. Was so, it I have so it's to, a ghost car. I have to call him and tell him you have a ghost car because <laughs> he doesn't have any serial numbers on it. Well, and it used to be. By the way, for everybody listening, you no longer in the state of California. You all guns have to be serialized. Right. Period. So, but didn't you, that destroy the kit? Companies that would, were selling you kits well, to build a gun. What happened there was, and that's that's actually a very good lead-in. What happened there was that's why you hired me. <laughs> the state of California said, "Hey, look here. Here are the steps to make it to a, a homemade firearm. You know, you, you do this, and then you do that, and at some point, you send in uh, this information and the serial number, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
Um, and it was it was you know it, it wasn't great. It was it was a dumb process, and it was it wasn't nobody's going to send it. It was kind of hard. Well, no, people were you could follow it, and people were following it. You know, people said, "All right, fine. This stinks. I hate it. But if this is the process, I'm still going to make my homemade firearms. And here's here's here are, here are the steps. Here's what I got to do. What the county and the well, actually started the city of San Diego said, okay, we're actually what we're going to do is before you can even buy the raw material, you have to have a serial number on the raw material. Right. And that's what what ruined the kits. So they took it was I, I don't they took like step eight, uh, you know, and, and said put it in number one. And now it's number one. And what what that effectively did is it stopped anyone from well, being and that was the right idea. That you know was, that was right. I'm sure it was the idea. In fact, I spoke with the guy in uh, uh, Von Wolpert's office. Um, I'm pretty sure it was her. She was a city council member in San Diego. I spoke with the guy that really was was spearheading this, and he he would, oh, I, I shouldn't worry. You know, he told me because he's a veteran and he knows about guns. That's what I was told by him. So I, so therefore I shouldn't worry. You know so. Um, he literally said that, by the way, you know, was, oh, don't worry. I'm a veteran. I know about guns. It's all okay. But, you know, dug into this thing and he basically, it, they admitted that that's exactly what they were trying to do. It's just, they were really trying to discourage the ability. Um, now when they talk about ghost guns, they're talking about criminals. When we talk about ghost guns, we're talking about hobbyists. We're talking yeah. about people that just want to do this craftsman, you know, as a side. So, um, we actually, I don't know how many people know about this. We get asked about this all the time, especially after the listening sessions. Um, people are asking, you know, gee, what are we doing about these ghost guns? What are we doing about the ghost guns? What are we doing about these laws against ghost guns, et cetera? Well, the FAR versus Bonta case, F-A-H-R, if you go to our website, go to um, any of the websites, orangecountygunowners.com, uh, inlandempiregunowners.com, sandycountygunowners.com, slash lawsuits, there's a, a a page there that shows the lawsuits that we're either plaintiffs in or, or we've done a you know you know an amicus brief, and we are plaintiffs in the Far case F A H R. Uh, in fact, Desi, who runs our women's program, is a named plaintiff. Colin Rudolph, who's a San Diego County Gun Owners Board member, is a named plaintiff, and then San Diego County Gun Owners PAC. And uh, it's against the uh, City of San Diego, San Diego City Police Chief David Neeslet, and it's working its way through the court system. Um, that's what we're doing. And then the county, um, basically cut and paste the San Diego ordinance so that now it applies to the unincorporated areas. Mm -hmm. So if you live in Oceanside, that's an incorporated. If you, if you don't know if you live in an incorporated area or an unincorporated area, if you have a mayor, you live in an incorporated area. Mm -hmm. So Oceanside, San Marcos, you know, Poway doesn't apply. Um, but, uh, you know, Fallbrook, Julian, um, those, the Alpine. Alpine. Those are unincorporated and it does apply. So I guess my question is, why don't I, Joe? What are your What are your thoughts on this whole ghost gun debacle? Well, again, it's it's the same idea, and and I think you mentioned it a little bit earlier, like the, with the assault rifle. There's no there's no legitimate public safety or or crime prevention kind of thing, you know, related to the ghost guns. You'll hear them talk about because I heard um, somebody a while ago was saying SDPD was was finding lots and lots of ghost guns. But, you know, a crime has, is virtually never solved by tracing a serial number back to a criminal. It, just, it almost never happens. And um, I think I wrote, I wrote something about this a while ago because I, I looked in New York. And in New York State, somebody went through and looked at information from like 1909 up to 1989 or something. And they found four cases where a serial number on a gun actually helped them find something. And one of the cases was debatable. 
<laughs> so it just doesn't it doesn't happen. So there is no legitimate purpose for forcing people to do this. And the other thing too, it's um, with like one of the things that that a lot of the anti gunners miss is there are so many aspects to to firearms and people that do different things with firearms. And you know the building of a firearm is is very enjoyable to some people that like to do that because they have the skill set to build those things. They have the um, you know, the machining capabilities and the desire to do it. And it's very satisfying and rewarding for them to build those guns. And people have been doing that ever since there have been guns. And there's really, there's no legitimate reason for doing this kind of thing other than like what for, you were for saying. For banning ghost guns. There's no legitimate yeah. reason for banning ghost for, guns. Yeah, because that's what the, you know, this requirement now that's almost impossible to follow um, where you have to serialize raw material and stuff. I mean, that's all it does. It just disrupts people from doing that. It has no public safety benefit or anything. And, you know, it, it's unfortunate, but, you know, it's the society we live in now until we get things changed. Let's see, it's another tool in their belt. You know, yeah, it once, is. Anything to disrupt that. Because yeah, the they, stuff with the, um, well, like the same thing with the assault rifles, right? Very few people are, you know, very few crimes are committed with that platform, that, that um, AR platform rifle. And very few people are shot with rifles, at, at, you know, at all across the country. You know, if you look at the FBI statistics uh, for people that are shot, a tiny percentage are shot with rifles of all kinds. So if they, for instance, eliminated all the AR pattern rifles tomorrow, it would make no difference. I mean, well, few, in crime, it wouldn't do anything. Criminal, few, few, very few people, a very, very small percentage of people in the country are actually uh, criminally shot with a firearm. It's a really small percentage, especially if you, you know, if you take out, you know, I don't think suicide's a crime. I don't think you get charged for a crime if you commit suicide. I don't think that's a, so you take hard, that out. Hard to prosecute. You take, you take <laughs> out, uh, um, I, don't, I don't mean to laugh at that, but I mean, that's how ridiculous it is, right? So suicide's obviously not a crime. You take out those deaths. You take out uh, or, or people that even attempt it with a firearm. You take out defensive gun uses. So people that shoot what about somebody, politicians that shoot people in the face with a shotgun. Yeah, well, that was not a crime. He was I not, know. Yeah, he didn't go to jail. Um, you uh, you take out defensive gun uses. You take out <laughs> accidents. Those aren't crimes typically. Some are. Um, you know, you're you're left with very few people who are actually criminally shot. By a firearm in the United States, right. you know, 350 million people out of the 350 million people every year, a teeny tiny percentage. Um, Alicia, what do you think? What do you think? What's what are your thoughts on the whole ghost gun? You know, the, the whole thing, the whole the whole McGilla. So, obviously, any kind of regulation of any kind is going to be an infringement. So it's 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 problematic, and you, you give them that slippery slope. You let them have that, or you don't fight it. You know, one thing is going to roll into the other. And when it comes down to this whole serialization and, and the registration of guns, all that could, you really, like like uh, like Joe stated, what is that going to do? How is that going to help? It comes down to that just seems to me that all they want to do is they want to have their hands in it. They want to know who has what, where they can go to find it. If they need to come and take them, what are you going to have and how many are you going to have? It, there's no safety issue or benefit to that. Why do they need that information? And well, they, if you don't support them... You're the bad guy. You're a big jerk. Well, they say the only reason for there are only two reasons for registration, and that's taxation and mm -hmm. confiscation. Correct. That's it. Exactly. So next, we're gonna talk to Joe about his about his article. Sounds like a plan, Sam. Super, Super Dave. All right, let's take a quick break. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer.
FM 96. One. AM 1170. The answer. Hey, did you know we have a world-class flight training school here in San Diego? Action Jackson, did you know that? Uh, no. That's the next thing we're going to teach you how to do is fly an airplane. What do you think? Um, you love it? Uh, maybe. They'll put, a, they'll put a cushion in the seat. You'll be able to do it. Pilots can be can fly Duct almost. Tape them to the wing. What you know? What that's even a better idea. You there can you ride go. outside the plane. What do you think of that? You and the duck. That's action, Jackson. There you go, man. Hey, you're full of action. Pilots can fly almost every day, and we're close to the ocean as well as the desert and mountains. SDFTI instructors can help you learn to navigate around the international border and have a time of your life. That's why San Diego is one of the best places to learn how to fly in the world. Learn to fly in sunny San Diego, right? At Montgomery Field. Getting started is easy. You can call them at 858 569 1822. Learn to fly at SDFTI. That's 858 569 1822. Hey, before we go to Joe, did you tell him about the nice compliment he got? Yeah. You saw that. Did you read that email about your fan in, uh, I want to say it was Alaska? Missouri. Yeah, Missouri. Did you hey, read, did, did he read Hollywood. The, you read it? Action Jackson, did you read about your fan, your, your fan email? Did you, you got that a couple weeks ago, didn't you? He's right in the middle uh, of killing no. a lizard. You didn't see your fan email? All right, well, we'll get Oh, man. That. We'll read it to you. Yeah, we'll read it to you. Mom. Mom. I, I, Mom. <laughs> Mom. All right, well, we got Go a ahead. cool surprise for you. Okay, um, Santee celebrity John Olson, who is uh, he's actually an agent at Mission Realty Group, so check him out. He's an awesome guy. If you spend any time at all in Santee, you have probably uh, seen uh, John Olson. He's a really great guy. Uh, he has a great podcast that uh, um, interviews uh, local interesting folk, and Joe Dramisi was recently on. That's right. It was made even greater one day. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was fun. Before I do that, though, I, somebody yes. told me a um, a dad joke the other day that I know you'd be interested oh, in. Oh, all right. Fire so away. And you probably know this one, but somebody was saying they'd uh, read an article from a guy who had um, – been out and seen the Mount Rushmore area before they uh, they carved all the statues in there, yeah. and they described it as unprecedented. <laughs> That's an action Jackson joke. I get it. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, I figured you'd like that one. That's awesome. Um, That's almost like the. Uh, do you hear they made a? Uh, they're making a prequel to the Titanic, and it's about the uh, it's about the making of the of the Titanic, and people are describing it as riveting. <laughs> oh my go. gosh! Yeah, that's now, awesome. where's Melissa when you need her? <laughs> Kelly's Kelly's so disappointed in me. All right, I <laughs> right, go ahead, John. Anyway, so um, yeah, so I was or on Joe. the I was on the uh, the John Olson podcast, and um, and that's pretty actually it's it's pretty cool what he does. He's been doing it for a couple of years now, and um, he interviews people around the community that do cool things for the community. He's interviewed Michael, I know. Um, yeah, I went on there. It was cool, and. Um, uh, Rob McNellis, I think, has been on yep. there. San Diego County Gun Owners uh, Board Member and uh, uh, Santee yeah. City Councilman. Uh, is it City mainly Council- gun related? No, no, no. no. Not it's at all. just all stuff in uh, Santee. And it was it. The way I found out about it, um, the same woman that cuts my hair cuts Michael's hair because because uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Michael because Michael always looks so sharp <clears throat> and adorable. And I say, hey, who cuts your hair? Says, ah, you got to go see Heather. That's so, a true story. <laughs> it is. Yeah, Heather is the best. I get I, I get a text. Almost every time I'm on KUSI, 
from her saying, you know, either kind of giving me like, yeah, look good, or eh, you need to move your bangs over a little or whatever. You know? <laughs> the front's kind of sitting there and say, hey, you need to the well, side she bit. She didn't call those bangs. I don't think she called them bangs. <laughs> Trust me, Cindy and Escondido is better. We're all, we're going to have, I like that we're having a, we're having a, 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 hair, a, a hair girl fight. <laughs> So um, anyway, I think Heather had asked me if I wanted to do this podcast. I said, sure, I'll go talk to the guy. And um, so went over there, and um, it, was, uh, it was really interesting. It was a lot of fun to do. And we talked about uh, situational awareness because I had taught a class for the group of realtors because uh, Heather's also a realtor. And um, so I taught a pepper spray situational awareness class for the group. And uh, she said, hey, why don't you go talk to John about situational awareness? So, okay, so we went over, and that's what we talked about mostly. Uh, for about 45 minutes, but um, it was uh, a really interesting podcast, a good show, because that's a, that's a good subject, I guess, um, you know, for people. And we say situational awareness, it's kind of the techie term for just paying attention when you're out there, um, and how to avoid criminals, how to avoid becoming a, a victim or being selected. I think, uh, was it Masad Ayub always says, uh, to fail the victim selection process, I think is how <laughs> yeah. he describes it. Um, but, you know, just talking about things to pay attention to, because you know, when we talk about that kind of stuff, um, criminals are, are basically predators and they look for certain things and they look for certain kinds of prey, basically. And um, the things that they do to get close to you, because they have to get close to you, they can't hurt you from across the street, they have to get up close to you. And the things that they do are kind of obvious if you're paying attention uh, for them. So we talk about that kind of stuff and what to look for and everything. And um, so it was really a, a good, interesting discussion about that. What's a good? What's what's like kind of a general tip? Like what's I know there's there's a bunch of different you know angles and 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 points to make or whatever. What's what's like a good general tip? What would you if you could summarize in a couple sentences? What would you tell somebody who's never even considered you know uh, situational awareness? So a couple of sentences actually. Um, it's just the the conditions that you're in. That you know they have conditions of awareness, a color code thing. And condition white is is people. And if you go out of here tonight, when you walk around out in the public, you'll see a lot of people in condition white. They're oblivious to everything that's around them. They're not really paying attention to the people that are around them. They're playing with their phones. Uh, and phones are a big thing, too, because you see a lot of that nowadays. And if you're walking down the street, you know, with a phone, you're, okay, so it's got your complete attention. You're not looking around. You can't see someone watching you. You can't see someone walking toward you. You can't see someone coming up behind you. And the other thing is you're holding a, what, six or $700 thing in your hand. Yeah. So it's, it's like holding six or $700, just flashing it around as you're walking down the street. You're making yourself a target. So that, I think, is, is um, you know, kind of the most thing. When you're out in public, pay attention um, because there's just um, – there's so much out there. And not to, not to frighten people or anything, but, I mean, this stuff happens all the time. And it happens in nice places. It happens during the day. Do you have a situational awareness story? Is there something that sticks out where you're like, ah, I was situationally aware, and so bad things didn't happen to me? Um, for me personally, no, I don't think so. Other than you know, people approaching me in like parking lots and stuff, I've had that from time to time, and they're probably fine. The thing is, you don't know because um, again, criminals. If if it is really a violent criminal or a criminal that wants something that you have. You're not the first time they've done that. They've done that a whole bunch of times. It's probably your first encounter with them, but it's certainly not their first encounter with you. And, um, you know, a lot of times we have this um, this feeling that, you know, we need to be, like, like socially responsible. We can't embarrass ourselves or we can't 
appear to be unfriendly or something like that, you know, you have no obligation to shake somebody's hand, for instance. Right. If some, a stranger comes up to you and puts their hand out or, you know. Um, or asks to use your cell phone. Yeah. Or ask you what time it is. Ask you what time it is. Or it comes up to you with a 10, hey, did you drop this? You know, because, yeah. uh, again, they need to get close to you. And once they're close, um, you know, like once they get inside what, what John Korea describes as your reactionary gap, you know, once they get within arm's length of you, it doesn't na- matter really what you know. There's not enough time to react to whatever it is they do. Yeah. And when you see that stuff, and, and John Korea is another one I mention all the time, his um, Active Self-Protection um, YouTube channel. If you haven't seen that, I always tell people just click on there and check it out because um, what John does is put videos of real crimes up there every day, and it, there's usually a new one every day. And there are videos anywhere from four minutes, five minutes, up to maybe 10 minutes or so. And he breaks them down and he critiques them and he describes, okay, here's the good guy, here's our defender on the left, here's the bad guy coming in up on the right. And um, it's really, it's some of the best education or information you get out there. It's completely free. And like there was one on there this morning about this um, where you say it was in New York City and it's a guy and a girl walking down the street, this other guy who turns out to be the victim um, mm. comes up and confronts this guy that's walking with this woman. And you can see them kind of uh, arguing kind of back and forth for a few seconds. And then the guy that's with the woman just pulls out this knife and slashes this guy Ooh. twice. And the guy just goes down and they walk away. And then they, they walk into a bar Jeez. that was a few doors down. I don't and, know. How, um, I don't know what what's wrong with some people. Well, and it, but again, they they eventually caught this guy, and it turns out he's got a long criminal record, and he's done that kind of thing a number of times. But what do you, do? You, do you, what was the victim approaching the guy about? Do we do we know? No, that? they didn't. They didn't have any information on that. But they they did say that they had no relationship. There was no, mm. you know, they didn't know one another or right. anything like that. And um, but that kind of stuff happens a lot. If and if again, if you watch those videos, it's surprising um, how often that happens. So you need to be paying attention to that stuff. And um, you know, in that vi- in that video, the guy that ended up getting slashed like that let this guy. You know, I mean, he he initiated it, but yeah. he walked right up like nose to nose with this guy. And you know, you can't. That's a dumb thing. You know, we talk about. Um, uh, John Farnham's rules of stupid, you know, mm-hmm. don't go stupid places at stupid times and do stupid things with stupid people. That's right. And, you know, if you violate one of those, you're kind of okay, probably. You violate two, you're probably going to have a problem. And, um, you know, just getting closer, doing dumb things like that uh, with strangers that you don't, you have no idea. Um, I think Kelly mentioned, uh, Kelly Martinez mentioned the other day at the meet and greet. The, the sheriff. The sheriff that said, um, what did she say? 83% of the men yeah. that come into the jail have either alcohol and or drugs in their system. 83%. And it's like 67% or 63%, something like that, for the women that yeah. they uh, see in the jail. That's a lot. So strangers or people that you encounter like that on the street, there's a really good chance that they're high or they're drunk or they're both on top of the issues that they already have, either mental issues or mental health issues or being a criminal or that kind of stuff. So again, not you know, not to say it's real dangerous out there, but you do have to pay attention. Yeah. You don't. You shouldn't even honk your horn at somebody. Well, again, again, I, you'd be surprised. Um, you honk a horn at somebody, and if he's not happy with what you did, next thing you know, you got road rage on your hands. Well, and that's the thing too is concealed carriers. When we we talk to concealed carriers, you know, we tell them you have to be polite. 
and because you don't know how crazy the other guy is. I My mean, wife wanted me to put an air horn on her pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, hey, you know, that's good. When, she knew she'd get it. When we get back, why don't we go around and and say how how do you do you do anything differently? Do you behave differently? There do you, you act go. differently now that you have a CCW? Let's go around and talk about that one. All right. right, this is Gun Owners Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Calling him Action the Growling Jackson. Hey, and the Empire Gun Owners strive to be the ounce of prevention in the fight for your gun rights. How do they do it? They do it by fundraising and getting local pro-gun candidates elected. Become a member today. Go to iegunowners.com slash join and join the growing number of responsible gun owners stepping up to defend our Second Amendment. That's iegunowners.com slash join by the way action jackson the email we were talking about this guy said that when you're not on he's not happy yeah he said you're you're like his favorite part of the show you are yeah he actually said you were his favorite part of the show really serious as art was it like having fans it's awesome you got fans i went you you were not here last weekend but i went down to 511 and I'm old enough to be your grandfather. Uh, at least. So I told him, I says, can I get the Action Jackson discount? Oh, you know Action Jackson? Yeah, sure, we'll hook you up. <laughs> Didn't get as good. They of kicked it. him out. They picked him up and no, threw him out I, in the parking I, lot. I bought, and I says, how do you <laughs> find clothes for that guy? He says, hey, we got clothes for that guy. That's right. They got, for all, all folks. Well, yeah, they, I think you've got some kind of VIP discount. Are you thing. a 511 VIP? You could say. Yeah, he does, man. I'm telling you, you'd think, oh, really? I'm surprised his picture wasn't on the wall. Yeah. It probably is. There's a couple. I don't, I don't have any VIP status anywhere, but I definitely have PIA status. You have PIA? All over the time. <laughs> oh, pretty proud of that. That's pretty good. Pretty proud of that. So we were talking to Joe Dramisi about uh, uh, situational awareness. I wanted to continue talking a little bit about that, Joe, and then go into uh, what you have coming up for 2023 um and before we went to the break the question was um how do you behave differently what do you do differently now that you have a ccw something changed something you do differently alicia why don't we start with you well it's, it's part of when you're with the issuing of the ccw you would then become responsible and there's some liability that goes with that and then when it comes to a justified use of force there's actually five different aspects to a justified use of force um, and the one of those being innocence 
So if you live your life in a way that you kind of have a demeanor about you that could be seen as aggressive or gruff or difficult, um, they're bec- um, in my opinion, um, it, it, it can give it can give some fuel to the prosecution if you ever have to use um, mm. use your use your firearm or any any of your tools in a, in a use of um, self defense. So. Um, something that really hit hard with me was the idea of you always have to maintain that, that an aspect of innocence in the way that you behave and how you treat people. Um, and I know that Joe can, well, can probably even um, expand on that as well when he, um, but it's, you have to think of how you approach people, how you talk to people, how you look at people, how you interact with people. If somebody is difficult towards you, you have to kind of live a life of de-escalation and you have that responsibility. Live a life of de-escalation. That's a good phrase. You did you, is, is that, seriously, did you just say that or is, is that yeah. somebody else? Is that it's that almost sounds like something like you that that should you should coin that that should be your <laughs> phrase right now yeah seriously that sounds like you know how John Korea's got like 15 20 at least Korea isms at least I think you just coined an Alicia ism so Joe what about you is there something you do different a way that you live your life differently now that you're a CCW now that you're a daily daily carry um, yeah I think I pay more attention to stuff now than mm-hmm. I used to I people watch a lot more and um and there was a, uh, um, a girl that was in class one time used the term of what if and I do a lot more what if nowadays. <laughs> um, so when I walk into, say, a business or something like that, I'm always, I always kind of glance around to see who's in there, who could be a threat, maybe who couldn't. Mm-hmm. And it sounds weird, but it's kind of fun to do, just looking around, okay, not a problem, not a problem, not a problem. Could be, you know. You're like and- the Terminator. And yeah, pretty much, you know, I've had it's, that go through my mind when I was looking around doing that. It's like, you know what it's almost like in all seriousness, it's almost like life has turned into the last 10 minutes of the last episode of the Sopranos. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're like, you know, like ding, ding, ding. Okay. Who just walked in, you know, and who is that? Why are they, what's the, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's actually, I mean, cause you pay attention. There's a lot of entertaining people out there. And you notice them. You notice a lot of weird stuff and things mm-hmm. like that. But I'll think about that. I'll, I'll think about things like along the what if and thing. Okay, if something did happen, for instance, which way could you shoot? Because you got to be paying attention What's if you had up? to do something like that. Yeah. You know, how how confident are you? Could I hit that person from here to there? Um, you know, and it's just things run through your mind now. I think the biggest thing is I pay more attention to stuff that's out there now mm. than I did before. So I think that's probably the biggest change with me. I uh, Far less road rage. In all honesty, you used to be a road rager. Well, maybe that's an extreme term, but uh, far <laughs> less. Uh, hey, that guy cut me off. Oh, you, wait, know? you pepper sprayed people. You've done all <laughs> kinds of stuff. They they deserve only people Kids, that deserve. I it. They were. Um, so far, I, I when I say road rage, I'm I didn't you know. Yeah, I just mean you're telling. I'm far. I'm far more patient in traffic. That's Why do I find that hard to believe? Well, almost. I drive a jeep too. <laughs> Jeep's a lot older. You know. Far, but in all seriousness, far less concerned with rude people in on the freeways. Just you know what, they're having a oh, bad day. I'm Fine, so, I'm do their right thing. there with you. Um, uh, I would say that I uh, never really, I was never a big drinker, but now you if really I, are. If, if I, yeah, but now, oh my god, <laughs> no, now if it, I don't really, if, if I'm not planning to drink, like oh hey, I'm gonna go have, like I'm gonna go to a, I don't know, like a bourbon tasting or something mm-hmm. like that. I really don't drink. Um, I definitely, of course you can't drink when you're carrying, right. um, at all, not one sip. And then, uh, third is I, I really, um, I, I, I don't really, I, I'm a little more hesitant to jump in when someone needs help in all honesty, you know, um, 
I have all kinds of stories. Have you ever had a situation where you should have jumped in, but you didn't because you were carrying? No, not yet. But I have a ton of stories of jumping in when people need it. Tons. And now it's like, meh. <laughs> let's let's just kind of watch from afar. Yeah. Like where I'd be like, hey, I'm going to go get right in the middle of that thing and make sure that he or she or whatever, they are okay. Mm-hmm. And and now it's like, ah, let's just kind of stand see. back. And let's shoot. see how. <laughs> yeah, let's, Don't no. even to let's go just ahead. see how this plays out, because it really does feel like uh, there's an attorney up in Orange County. The guy that runs Artemis, who did a really good job of uh, of stating it uh, this way, that when you get a CCW, um, the only thing that it does is it gives you an exception from some of the transportation laws in California. So another, what he was saying was, you're 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 not now, you're not a cop now, you, you know, you're not suddenly, you don't suddenly have some kind of authority. Um, so my fear, or my not my fear, my concern is if I do assert myself in a situation where I don't know, you know, there's a crime being committed or people being arguing, or whatever. If I do assert myself, I don't want to be accused. I certainly don't want to escalate the situation, and I don't want to be accused. Uh, or nor do I, I want to be the person that made it worse or you know thought that, hey, I have a gun, therefore I can do X, Y, Z. That's really bad. It's not, that's not the way you should – I don't think – it's not the way I choose to behave. I think it's important to note that – and it was great you stated that you don't have the authority of law enforcement, but I think it's also important to put out there and remind people not only do you not have the authority to act as law enforcement, you also don't have a responsibility to step in to any encounter you don't no. choose to. You Just because you have the ability doesn't mean that you have – the responsibility to do do so. Well, and the other thing with that too is there's a million ways. If you insert yourself in a, in some kind of third party thing, Mm -hmm. there's a million ways that can go sideways. And when you choose to get involved, you're risking everything. You're risking your freedom, maybe your life, your future, your job, your bank account. Well, because you're automatically wrong. You're automatically guilty. Well, you you don't know what's going to happen. Well, I know, but if something was, who are they going to, they're going to go after you first. Well, and what you have to think about first is, okay, do I need to, is it better just to call 911? Mm-hmm. Let let mm-hmm. those guys deal with it. Um, yeah. And everybody, what we teach in class is everybody has a line mm-hmm. that, okay, where, okay, I'm not willing to watch that. I'll watch two guys fighting. Uh, am I willing to watch a man beat a woman up right. and just call? Right. Am I willing to watch somebody beating a kid? Right. So what is my line that I'm going to actually cross and then risk all that stuff and you need to think about that ahead of time that's why you need to belong to uscc <laughs> i'm serious they I mean, should goof that up yeah yeah everybody should have some kind of you gotta have like some protection because you just never know all right let's take a quick break okay action all right all right gun owners radio fm 961 am 1170 the answer Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961. AM 1170. The answer. You know, a lot of companies are unhappy with their website. It looks old. It's out of date. It's not getting customers. SageTree gets it. Since 2005, SageTree has been helping companies with websites that look great, work great, and get leads. So stop being frustrated by your website and get one that you're going to be proud to share. Contact SageTree today to get a website that makes the phone ring. Getting started is super easy. Call 
866-728-9100, and fix your website today. My thing, oh, Joe's got to look. What happened? What did I do? No, no, no. You didn't do anything. I was just, just a thought. You know, thoughts just flow to. I was just thinking right. of the um, the pirate's favorite letter, <laughs> R. <laughs> so the uh, we were talking about. Oh, actually, you would think it's R, but it's actually the C. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, because they sent they spent so long at seas. That's right. Uh, there you go. How much does a pirate pay for corn? Action Jackson. Uh, how much? Buccaneer. <laughs> huh? And I, and I have one. All right, go for it. Why couldn't the 11-year-old get into the pirate movie? Why couldn't the 11-year-old get into the pirate movie? It was rated R. Nice. Someone was watching SpongeBob there, I can tell. <laughs> you watch SpongeBob SquarePan Pizza? Many times. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> I interviewed him one time. SpongeBob SquarePants? Yeah. Is that what it is? I call them square. Uh, uh, you know, anyway, I totally destroy it. <laughs> it just drove him crazy. Square Bob Pan Pizza. Uh, how did, I don't understand. What do you mean you interviewed SpongeBob? I interviewed him at the San Diego International Auto Show one year. Oh. I says, why is your sponge so dirty? And he I, says, I use it. <laughs> I don't know what's going on anymore. All right. So... <laughs> It was a great interview, though. Sometimes we're gonna, you go down those we're paths. Going back and... to... <laughs> yeah, good job, Joe. Thanks, man. <laughs> Bring out the best of us. So the uh, uh, we're talking about situational awareness. Um, I, you know, I think my thing with, with one of the one of the things that I I have done that I do now um, that has been with me for a while. It's not it's not even really a decision I made, but when I'm walking down the street, I think I've talked about this on the show. When I'm walking down the street and someone's walking behind me, I can't stand it. I cannot stand it. I've actually, what I'll do well, you is. You do good in New York. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I, wouldn't get, I wouldn't get anywhere. Thousands of people behind you. I, uh, well, I, it, so if it's kind of a big crowd, if it makes sense that there are a bunch of people around and then that's the only, you know, but if it's. What if it, you go into a football game? Yeah, well, then it makes sense. They all have okay. to go first? No, 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 no. It's okay. Like if someone, if it's like, okay, there's a big crowd, they're all around. Okay, that makes sense. But if there's plenty of room for someone to be somewhere else and they're walking behind me, right. then I've actually like put my back up against the wall. Like I'll I'll take a step and just put my back up against the wall and watch them walk. Okay, by. so are you one of these kind of guys when you go into a restaurant, you make sure your back is against the wall and I, you can see the door? I do a quick evaluation. Yeah, but I mean, do you make a point of sitting to where you can see? Yeah, yeah, nice yeah. clear. Yeah, in yeah. fact. Joe and I, uh, I think we, I think we have this. <laughs> I think Joe and I have this unspoken contest when we we go somewhere to eat, you know, because the guy who gets there first gets to be the gets one that's the facing seat. the show or facing the door. So uh, I think he and I, uh, if we say nine o'clock, it's uh, <laughs> one of us is going to show up at like eight thirty yeah, or eight o'clock, <laughs> just waiting. It feel maybe that's just me, Joe. I don't know if it's are you playing? No, it, it's not you. Is it's that uh, just that's are we, what we do? Are you playing? <laughs> yes, sir. Or or if you do. If you do, you got to tell the guy. Like, if, if you get there and someone, you know, fight chair. Yeah, Felicia and I go to lunch or whatever, and she she gets there first, and she's in the chair and she's facing the door. I'm, I'm like, all right, you. I'm glad it's back. You got it. You're you're the one. You're in the, charge. Yeah, make sure. You know, I'll cover the bathroom. Let me know door, so I, I can duck. <laughs> no one's coming f- to us from the bathroom. That's right. Ew. Um. So the uh, so yeah so uh, you know I, I guess it's made me a better person. I don't uh, no road rage, no drinking, and. Uh, you know, and then I, I, I don't get involved in uh, domestic squabbles, I suppose. 
But uh, uh, it definitely has made me think. Now, w- there are a lot of courses offered. Of course, it seems like – I don't know if you saw the new CCW instructor list. There's about 478 people I'm on, there. on this list. Alicia is there. She's 477, <laughs> I think. Everybody and their brother is on this yep. list um, to uh, for CCW. So there's no excuse for training. Yeah, well, I, so let me say this. There's no excuse to not get training, but there wasn't an excuse before. And I got to tell you, a list that big, research. I do a little bit of research little because betting. there are names on there. I No one I know who's been around San Diego recognizes and if you're an instructor, you know, and no, nobody in the gun community has heard it, you just appear out of nowhere. I don't know. Just make sure you do a little. So digging. I don't know where Jason went, but he had to get his, his schooling for CCW. Yeah. And he had to drive all the way to LA. Mm. Well, that's kind of weird. So he didn't want to do that. So he called Manny up. He goes, Do you know anybody that trains here in San Diego? And Manny, Manny says, I do. Yeah, Manny's on the list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying. Again, research. Yeah, a little bit. I'm not. You don't have to. You don't need their tax returns from ten well, years. Well, you can ago, actually but. use either Joe or you can use Alicia. Honestly, so here I just thought of this. If you're out there listening, and you're you wondering should be on the lose, website a preferred instructor. Well, the first question I would ask is: Were you on the list two years ago? Mm-hmm. And if you were, you should feel fairly comfortable. If they weren't, then I would just ask a few more questions. Well, wait a minute. What were you Can't doing you before? Can't you just go to the San Diego County Gun Owners we don't, I don't have. We don't have any kind of evaluation now. Well, why not? Because that would, I, that would take another job. That would be a whole other job well, to evaluate. Got list you now. got two sitting right here. <laughs> you don't even have to do the vetting. A hundred people. But uh, where was I going with this? I was going somewhere with this. Um, the, uh, so there's plenty of opportunity for people to take that initial course. And that initial course, half of it's testing. You're not going to learn everything you need to know in order to carry. And, Joe, you, you are do, working on a course coming up in 2023. I don't know if you're offering it yet, but talk a little bit about the kind of what, – what, what's the name of the course? So, yeah, so the course is uh, CCW Next Steps is what it is. And what it's intended to do is show people um, all the other stuff you need to know to effectively, safely carry uh, every day. Because, you know, we talk about, like Michael was saying, it's a state-mandated eight-hour class is what, you know, they require everybody to go through. Mm -hmm. But you're really not, you know, we can't cover all the stuff that you really need to know. Because there's a lot of um, just day-to-day stuff that um, people need to learn to be able to carry, again, safely. And if they ever have to use it to be effective and to know what they can do, what they can't do. And we touch on it in the in the required class. But the next steps class goes into all that kind of stuff because with us, like with Alicia or Michael, we're immersed in this stuff. We we talk to people every day that carry, that teach. So we're always hearing this stuff. But a lot of people, um, you know, they get their concealed carry. Okay, you got your license. Now what? They don't have a lot of friends that carry. So for them, finding the right holster, um, figuring out ways to carry. There's different ways you can carry. Uh, dealing with the clothing, um, carrying with a round in the chamber is always a big deal, you know, because that's something you have to get used to, and that's just a training kind of thing. How did you handle that? Um, with me, uh, I was really nervous for a couple of weeks. I think um, I liked your idea the way you did it. What was Tom? Um, what, I would tell him. Yeah, what, tell him what I did. <laughs> what I well, I what I did. I just you know I, I carried. Okay, I've got around the chamber. The thing is racked. It's in my um, it's in my holster. I know. Um, you safeties know, on, not on the clock. There's no, no safety. Well, they're internal safeties, <laughs> but um, 
It's just, you know, I know in my mind, I know it can't go off. It can't fire if I don't touch the trigger and the holster covers the trigger and everything's safe. But yet, like when I'm teaching project management stuff, a lot of times I'll have a sport coat on and the gun's there. And, and for the first probably month that I carried like that, in the back of my head is, oh, what if this thing goes off? It's going to, you know, and, and I know it can't. It'll ruin your but, pants. But that's, I mean, that's the kind, and, and that's normal for everybody. The way Michael did it, I think you were telling me that, um, he carried you carried for a week or two without around the yeah, chamber. Yeah, about a month with the yeah. um. So you've got the um the the uh, trigger set. So the thing's racked. There's just no round in the chamber. Yep, full and mag. And one other thing, when you when you come home at night, you verify that yes, indeed, the trigger's still in the same condition. Nothing happened. It didn't do anything. Yep. Uh, but it's stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of things again that you need to know. We talk a lot about the situational awareness thing, paying attention. Um, there's a whole book list I have on there for people to, um, read up on this stuff because, you know, a lot of the times, and Alicia could probably talk to this too, uh, you know, when we teach students, when we go through that state mandated course, um, probably half the people in that room will not step into another classroom for another two years till they have to come back and research. And it's just, that's not a good way to do it. So what I want to offer is this next steps class to go through all that kind of stuff that, if you're not immersed in it like we are, it's hard to learn. It's hard to figure out. Uh, so we've got the first one that's scheduled um, for the 18th of February and then the 18th of March. 18th of So where do they go to sign up for that? So uh, just put the um, just got the links set up now. So I think what we'll probably do is uh, put it out on the uh, San Diego County uh, okay. gun owner sure. site. Um, if you're a student of Bill DC's, you'll get that in the email because you'll be on Bill's email list. Um, Desi wanted it too to put out to the uh, not me SD people. So is, those is, are three is it up, places okay. right now. Is it up on the CCW USA website though, or not yet? Um, should be. I know it was supposed to go out on Bill's newsletter. Okay. Uh, the other day, so it well, those are good. Be up there. So look for it if you, if you're not a member of San Diego County Gun Owners, become a member at the very least. Sign up for our newsletter, and you'll you'll be able to see this. It's a what four hour? It's a four hour course. Okay. And um, do you want the cost or uh, yeah? How much is it? Four hour co- course. It's one twenty five, and um, you get a textbook with it. So there's two textbooks actually, because um, there's the one USCCA textbook, the uh, yep. Concealed Carrying Home Defense, which is a really good textbook. So that comes mm-hmm. with the class. Or if you already have that book, the other book I'm offering is John Petrolino's. There he uh, is. Uh, firearms book, the Firearms 101 book. The Penn Patriot himself. That's right. The uh, Gabacool Patriot. The Gabacool <laughs> Patriot. John has a long mustache. <laughs> Love that guy. So, uh, so yeah, you'll get a textbook with the class. You'll get a lot of great information. This should be a really good class. That's awesome. I, I, I'm very much looking forward to uh, uh, that class being successful because I think it's very much needed. We have successfully helped change or and are in the process of changing the culture in San Diego when it comes to gun ownership. Um, and that includes a, a lot more people um, carrying outside of the home for self-defense. And, you know, there's a lot of great training out there. Most people focus on marksmanship. Okay, fine. But there's a whole other universe of stuff that people need to, to know. And, and your four-hour class, I think, will take a big Big chunk of uh, of uh, in, you know a bite out of a b- out of the confusion people yeah. have face. Hope so. All right, folks, let's take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer.
Folks, welcome back to Gun Hunters Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, is there, a better, is there a better tool that empowers a woman to defend against an attacker? Nope. That's 100 pounds bigger. That's why it's so important for women to learn how to defend themselves with the most effective self-defense tool ever invented. For women, led by women, the Not Me program is designed to help with training, purchasing a gun, and getting a concealed carry permit. And guess what? It's free. To sign up, go to notmesd.org. The program is also available in Orange County and the Inland Empire. So get help today at notmesd.org. What do you say, Action Jackson? Do you like Gabagool? Yes, I do. (laughs) Yes, you do. With the Italian accent and everything. Not bad, huh? That was adorable. Um, so we were just talking to Joe about his uh, next steps program, uh, for people that have a CCW. Dave, why come you don't have your CCW? You know, we've only been on, we've only been talking about it for six and a half years. I know. I really need to do it. I just keep buying guns, but I don't have a CCW. Well, let's do it. That's your new year's resolution. You and I are going to sit down and get that squared away. You know, know, it's funny just to go back to that class real quick. Yeah. (laughs) Cause you were asking about the link to it. It's on the USCCA site. If you go up to USCCA, go onto the training, uh, in-person training and you type in, um, your zip code. So you type in the San Diego zip code, you'll see the classes pop up on there, and that's where you'd have to register anyway. Nice. So those are the links that we'll be sending out. But you can go right to that that website. And, and it's not a shooting well. class, right? There's no, no, it is not. It's all classroom. It's all classroom. Okay, cool. I might, yeah, I'm going to take you to, yeah. I think yeah you I have nothing else. Uh, Alicia, yeah. you want to go uh, take Joe's class with me? I'll go. I'll yeah. like Joe. And try to do this every month. So that's awesome. Alicia, now what uh, you you have uh, a class coming up too, don't you? I do. In a similar vein, it's it's intended to be a tool um, to be beneficial, and you don't have to have a CCW to take it, but it's it's just aimed at being a tool to kind of aid in training and, and just the mindset. And it's it's uh, following some curriculum from the Complete Combatant um, using what's called um, image based decisional decisional drills, and it's really putting real life type scenarios in front of your eyes, and you have to make some quick really good first decisions and it's just kind of teaching people you know the the whole idea of when you have a hammer everything looks like a nail um you know for for people that are beginning to conceal carry sometimes they think their option to solve every conflict could be the use of that firearm and it's kind of teaching you you have to think things through that may not always be the best choice and so it's just really putting you in in these situations it's in a classroom setting it's not it's not a ranger shooting class but it's giving you the opportunity to kind of think and, and to kind of put yourself in these steps or in these shoes of these scenarios and kind of getting you to really think things through. And that's a, that's a great approach too. And that's great material. That's Brian Hill's stuff. It is. Right? Brian the Hill, Complete, complete Combatant. combatant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really good, uh, I'm guessing yours is going to be a really good course with that. Um, yeah. Did you, you so. took that too, didn't you Joe? Yeah. I, I did. did. Yeah. Joe I took, and I did it together. Yeah. You guys are all trained <laughs> yeah. over there. That's why I said, Me and see, Dave, we're, Dave we're in it. He doesn't even have a permit. <laughs> yeah. I haven't taken a class in 15 just, years. Yeah, no, no We feel so irresponsible. By the way, it's not true, everybody. I've taken a class no, you haven't. 14 years ago. <laughs> okay. When you were three. By the way, big announcement real quick. If you are on the San Diego County Gun Owners email list, then you just received an email. Um, go check your email. Legal self-defense class, exclusive free seminar for all San Diego County Gun Owners members. We just opened this up to every San Diego County Gun Owners member, um, totally free. Um, what happens if someone's trying to hurt you or invade your home or business, and what are the steps to take next? What do I say when I call 911? Do I call my legal protection? What happens after I call 911? These are There are many things to consider mm-hmm. if you somehow have to use your firearm to protect yourself 
So we're having a seminar with an attorney provided by Lone Star Firearm Defense, a great guy named Alan Chandler. It's January 11th, which is Wednesday. Yeah. What are you doing Wednesday? Too far out. <laughs> you should come, man. Come down. You'll have to call and remind me. I will. <laughs> January 11th from 6.30 to about 8. Probably not going to run all the way Can to you 8. come pick me up? I, sure, I'll come pick you up. In your Jeep? Then Yeah. No. I'm not gonna let you drive though. I've seen the way you drive. Bring a jacket. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's uh, it, it's the location's listed. It's sponsored by Living Legacy, one of our members. And what Aaron. is it? Uh, so it's a seminar on, on basically if you do get involved in some kind of firearms, uh, you know, defensive gun use situation gotcha. or something like that, we're, we're getting an attorney to come talk to you about. Okay, well, what now? Like, what are the things that needs John to Dillon. happen? It's not John Dillon. It's a guy named Alan Chandler. Not gonna do it. <laughs> Alan's just as no. good as as John. I John promise. Dillon or nobody. Um, basic uh, course overview is, uh, you know, dealing with the police, the nine eleven or nine one one call, displaying your firearm versus using deadly force, et cetera, et cetera. How much does it cost? Free. If you're looking at the email, you, you you RSVP on the link, and it is totally free because you're a San Diego County gun owners uh, person. By the way, you forgot to talk about this. What? Join the newsletter. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was about. Well, you could no. This is at five o'clock. You're late. <laughs> Well, Win a prize. Better late than never. Gunownersradio.com slash subscribe. You can get merch. Merch? Like, like Action Jackson's wearing. What are you wearing, bud? Got his merch on. Is that your, uh, your Gun Owners Radio hat? That's awesome, man. How does it feel? Great. How come you didn't go for the red? <laughs> this is red. No, it's not. It's part <laughs> yeah, of it's red. The, the, the full the bill. The full the bill. red. The you feel, bill. Do you feel smarter? Very smart. You look smart. There you go. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Go to uh, what, what's the what's the deal? What, what's the announcement that I forgot? You're already doing. Sign up. Go to gunownersradio.com. Just go can... to gunownersradio.com slash yeah. subscribe. Gunownersradio. You can pull your name. Dot com slash subscribe. Win some merch. You win some merch. Awesome. Yeah. Rich did a really good job having Gun Owners Radio merch up. Yeah. No. I loved it. So there's not an election this year. It's 2023. Yeah, there is. Um, what's the election? <clears throat> Somebody's going to get kicked out. Well, let's, well, I, I was about to say, let's hope not, but hey, actually yeah, maybe yeah, we should hope for that. Come on, it was exciting the last three days. <laughs> There's no election. It is definitely a growth year at San Diego County Gun Owners and Orange County Gun Owners and Empire. But I suggest my recommendation, make 2023 the year to, uh, train. And there's, we just mentioned three, there's a free, free opportunity to take a legal seminar for gun owners right here in San Diego uh, this Wednesday. All you got to do is sign up. Um, Alicia is going to have a fantastic uh, uh, course on decision-making. Yep. And Joe is, is rolling out a course on, uh, hey, you got your CCW, now what? There are so many opportunities mm-hmm. to train. I really, I would seriously, I would put San Diego, because I haven't lived in every corner of the country, but from the feedback I have have gotten and, and from things I've seen, I think one of the best places in the country to train. You know, we have a lot of special operations guys mm-hmm. who who end their career here and say, "Hey, I want to stay in San Diego, so let me teach a bunch of people how to use their firearm." You got all these, you know, super seals from Coronado. And, that, you and, know. and there's no confusion. You only have three guns available in California. So <laughs> well, we're, we're working com- on it. It's not complicated. We're working on it. Um, we have all these great instructors. I, there's so many opportunities in San Diego to to train. 
Um, and you don't have to be rich. Well, you know, and the other thing too is, uh, like I was saying, you know, we're immersed in it because mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, places, like just as an example, Miles at Tactical Hive. Yeah. Uh, yep. Just great training there. I just did a force on force training there a couple of months ago, a month or two ago. But, you know, unless you're plugged into the community, you get on the email list, you don't really see that stuff. If you search for it, a lot of times some of the best training doesn't pop up because it's like you're saying, it's groups of former military guys or something mm-hmm. that are now doing training here. And the training's really good. It's just um, it's a little bit challenging to find unless you get involved with groups like San Diego County Gun Owners or people like that that are involved in the community. You'll hear about this stuff. You get on the email list, and then you'll see these trainings that come up. But a lot of really quality training out here. Yeah. You know, and I'm wishing I would have known about the course like what Joe's offering his next steps course. When I first got my permit, I was already immersed and I was already in the world. But even even with the experience that I had, carrying on your body is a whole different animal than than range shooting. And you know, and having the opportunity to kind of have somebody kind of help guide or to give suggestions, I had nobody. I had to figure it out on my own. And if there were classes, I didn't know about them. So I'm glad he's doing it. Yeah, and that's the other thing, too. It's just um, the difference, like carrying and manipulating a loaded gun, for instance. Mm-hmm. Most people do that on the firing lines at the range. Yep. When you're a concealed carrier, you're going to be doing it every morning when you get dressed, when you come home in the afternoon. And you got to be, you know, for one, you got to be switched on all the time, which some people, you know, have to work up to that, I guess. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of considerations and things like that. And again, if you don't have anybody to talk to, you know, what do you do when, um, when, uh, you know, aunt Emma, you know, hugs you and, Oh, what's that? You know, how do you handle that? Dealing with family, with friends, with colleagues. So it's stuff like that. If you don't know people that are doing it, who do you ask? How do you find that stuff out? So hopefully that's, um, a sample of some of the kind of stuff that we'll talk about in the class. Well, learning your equipment. That that lesson is I learned my my very first uh, I think it was my first formal shooting class. Um, uh, it was a shotgun class. It was a multi day shotgun class, and I show up with the most simplest of pump action shotguns. And everybody else in this class had it was all decked out, had all kinds of <laughs> everything hanging Do off the shotgun. I was so intimidated. I'm like, oh my god. Well, I don't know, maybe a hundred, hundred and fifty rounds into this class, all that cool stuff that was attached to their shotgun was oh. now. On the ground, at their feet, there was like a circle of stuff around them, you know, because it was, you know, and they, they had to. And, and you're it, still shooting heavy duty. Yeah. And they, they just had to like, all right, well, here, this this didn't work this way, so I have to do it another way or whatever, you know. So they had to learn, but you, you're not going to learn unless you use it. You definitely don't want to use it when there's a ski mask in your house yeah. looking at you, you know, telling you, you know, hands up. So uh, train, train, train. I think this is this should be the year. I think that's what we're going to focus on. We're really going to try to tell people to that's that's because we've got an awful lot of people out there with guns. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. More so than we've ever had in the last two years. More well, so than we've ever legal had. people anyway. About mm-hmm. eighty seven hundred CCW licenses, and the sheriff said what five thousand in the queue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little over eighty seven hundred. Five thousand in the queue. And CCW yeah. classes with those legitimate instructors—they're packed to the brim, and their classes are full. Pushing people through. So, so the, okay, so eighty seven hundred ish. I haven't looked at the numbers, but you're you're right. She did say five thousand mm-hmm. CCWs yeah. in the queue, and they issued how many in like the last two months? It just went up by like a thousand or something. Yeah, right? it was or like nine hundred nine hundred and fifty three or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and she's uh, by the way, everybody wants to so know she's true to her word. Well, she's true to her word, and she's going to be even more truer to her word. Um, we've talked we we talked a lot about that. Uh, you know that hey. Uh, we helped you get elected. We stood by you. We believe in you. But now's the time. We got to get this CCW thing straightened out. Uh, she is uh, committed to doing exactly that. 
Um, but uh, like Joe just said, there are 5,000 people in line right now. 5,000 people in line. And if you're one of those people with an appointment that's like a year, year and a half out, keep checking that online portal. People cancel. Appointments get opened up. Keep checking. Because they're not going to contact you. No, no. You have to be proactive. You log into that portal, and if something sooner is available and you want it, jump on it. Yeah, I would just like, you know, pick a day of the week and just say, hey, you know what? Every day at this, you know, I'm going to go check Permidium and see if mm-hmm. something's opened up. And inevitably, you're going to you're going to find something. And we don't want we don't want a single space to go wasted. Right. Uh, we want to try to, you know, cut into that 5000, uh, you know, person uh, line. The current count right now, 8,784. Well, bam. From 1100 mm-hmm. in 2000. Wow. It was 1100 at the end of the summer of 2017. About 1100. Crazy. Now it's at 80, what? 8784. 8784. Keep working. There you go. All right, folks. This is Gun Owners Radio. FM 961. AM 1170. The answer. Folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. A self-defense event happens in seconds. In the time it takes to listen to this commercial, your life could change forever. I pray you're never forced to shoot in self-defense. But if you must, then you must be ready. That's why the USCCA exists. Because every responsibly armed American should have the training and education to navigate a self-defense situation. And should you ever need it, the 24-7 critical response team is right there for you. To discover more about the USCCA, visit uscca.com slash G-O-R. Time for... Oh. Will you wait Sorry. a minute? I jumped Jeez, the Louise. gun there. Take him out, Jackson. Give him a head. See? <laughs> You're done. All right. Act now because the life you save could be your own. USCCA.com slash G-O-R. Okay, so now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, Stump My Nephew. Sam the Gunman is my nephew, and we found out years ago that he is extremely good at uh, gun trivia. Joe, I stopped trying to label it. Stopped trying to, you know, mench or whatever else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing. And now I just say he's extremely good at gun trivia. You want Mensa? Mensa? What are you talking about? No, there was a a time we were trying to, like, come up with a label for him. I, I called him a mench at one point. I called him a, I don't know. I just decided to. See, this is why. This is why I decided to just say he's good at gun trivia. Anyway, if you send in a uh, gun trivia question and we use it on the air, we'll, hand you, we'll send you a hat or a shirt. If you stump my nephew, then we'll give you a special uh, special prize. So can you read this, bud? Oh, wait, wait. Sam, you there? Yeah. All right. Here we go. You ready for the question? Yeah. All right. Uh. Harold from San Diego asks, what is the CAO9 from North Shore Sports Club? So what is the CA-09 from North Shore Sports Club? And who sent that in? That's uh, Harold from San Diego. Also goes by Harold Sh- from San Diego. Schmedley. Um Thank you very much for writing in. What is the CA09 from North Shore Sports Club? Um, 
I have to say I have no idea what North Shore Sports Club is, and I don't know what the CA09 is either. So that's what? just a flat I don't know for both. Wow, Harold. <laughs> you win a new car. <laughs> <laughs> you win something. I don't know what you win, but uh, what's Wait up? A I didn't think a question could be that tough was for Sam. <laughs> <laughs> well, occasionally. He usually gets them right, doesn't he, bud? Yeah. I totally thought you'd get this one. We thought we were going to. Okay. We're just, we'll stop rubbing it in and start. Uh, we'll just give you the answer. And then you'll say, oh, yes, I remember that. And you are going to hear from your sister. After some this kind one. of trick question. Uh, I don't. Uh, well, let, let, yes, see what you think. North Shore Sports Club developed the CA-09, a coil accelerator gun that electronically shoots uh, steel discs at rates up to 2,400 rounds per minute. The railgun has an advertised effective range of 20 to 30 feet, and the double-sided magazine can hold 50 rounds, 25 rounds per side. The rate of fire and velocity is adjustable and features a monitor that shows a number of rounds left in the magazine, kind of like uh, on Terminator. Have you okay, heard of that? So, I've heard of that. Um, I, I think I remember hearing something about that, but honestly, I don't pay much attention to the uh, electromagnetic. Uh, well, they're not really firearms, are they? Um, rail guns and coil guns. So that's that's why he got me. That's that's something i just don't i don't pay attention to at all good question how does that do you ever how does that work how does it work when the what they're describing he doesn't what's know. the physics he doesn't know because well, he don't so care they have so. um a, a few different classes of electromagnetic uh projectile launchers you have rail guns and you have coil guns and um gauss rifle i think just refers to a coil gun but i'm not sure i'm i'm not an electrical engineer um a rail gun is basically a linear motor that runs an electric current through the projectile. So it has to be uh, made of something conductive, usually steel. Um, and that forms one of the poles of an electromagnetic of an electromagnet and forces itself down the barrel. A coil gun uses induction, I think. Um, it, it uses a, a series of coils around what we would call the barrel. Uh, to to fire in rapid succession to propel the projectile down the barrel. So interestingly, the North Shore Sports Club is in Illinois. Um, looks like it's a shooting range, and uh, you sure enough can. It looks like this is commercially available. You can buy this thing for sixteen hundred dollars. It kind of looks like a stapler. <laughs> kind of looks like a stapler. It kind of looks like the. Uh, What's that gun that uh, it's like a bullpup, like the P ninety or something like, like that? The, like the Tavor. Not the Tavor. Sam, what's the other one? Kind of looks like a stapler, too. <laughs> what's what other one that looks like a stapler? Uh, like, I thought it was like a P. Is it a P90? That doesn't look like a stapler. I think it looks like a stapler. He thinks it does. Anyway, it kind of looks like that. Um, proud to present the first ever commercially viable electric-powered coil accelerator. <laughs> Using a series of electromagnetic coils, our coil accelerator can expel nickel-plated iron projectiles. At various velocities and rates of fire. Well, let's just wait till Joe buys it. Yeah, man. You does, that come, does that come with a, like a backpack generator or something? So he'll have it in his or? collection. Yeah, that's actually a really good question. Like how? I don't know. It's got a red dot on it. That's kind of cool. Any velocity information? Like, does it shoot like a firearm? Is that? Are we talking those kinds of velocities out of the muzzle or? Uh, near I don't silent. Think anyone's- 
smokeless. I don't think anyone's developed anything handheld that can go that fast. The highest velocities I've ever heard of, and again, I might be out of date because I don't follow these, but the highest velocities I've ever heard of are, are in the range of, of maybe 300 feet per second. Oh, this isn't even that. Listen to this. Muzzle velocity, three modes, 80 feet per second, 115 feet per second, 140 feet per second. That's a wow. fancy BB gun is what that is. It's wow. a fancy BB gun. <laughs> I don't even, I think BB's got him beat. The, and the projectile, <laughs> <laughs> the projectile is uh, 275 grain, uh, 275 grain, max range, 40 feet. <laughs> I don't Is it lethal at 40 feet though? I mean, you know. Effective. Well, it's throwing discs. You could take your BB almost like like shooting trap. Be a little, a little mini trap thrower. Says the effective range is thirty <laughs> feet. I wonder if that means that that's when it's that's when it's uh, lethal. Charging times one hour. Battery life seven hundred rounds. What's so the you, point? You shoot seven hundred rounds. I don't know. I'm almost wondering if it's. Uh, I'll have to read more into it. But if it's in Illinois, I'm almost wondering if they were trying to get around to some, some stupid firearms laws and. In Illinois, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like trying to, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. I thought that all started in California. The mothers of invention? Frank Zappa? Everything starts here. It did. Well, it's only at, at those velocities, it's pretty much the bug assault gun, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Know. That thing's <laughs> bad to the bone. I wonder, I don't know. If you're, if you're, I don't, yeah, it's probably not going to, it's just going to well, annoy you if it, you get I would guess that. that um, this type of product is probably released to market so that they can point to something and say, look, we developed this and it's a, it's a commercially viable product. And then they're going to use the money they get from selling that and probably use that to advertise to, to venture capital firms to get more funding for, for designing something that works a little better. That's think, my guess. I think it's a good guess. All right, um, un- so fortunately or unfortunately, depending on uh, which side you're you're on, uh, Harold stumped you, uh, but, uh, you know, it happens even to the best of us. So uh, do you want to talk about your article? Um, the one that just went up or the one that's about to go up? Um, the one that just went up, the one that you didn't talk about last week. That was, um, again, I... I um, sort of don't do these in order. So uh, wh- remind me again what the title was. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. You're doing um, good. You're doing good, Sam, because now he has to do the work. I know. Uh, I don't recall. What's, what's so the, this what? was, uh, was this the one about outreach? I think this was the one. No. Maybe. Let's talk about outreach. Go for it. Um, well, we were um, on, on the show. We were talking about um, the, Late last year, if you will, uh, we were talking about how um, important it is to do these shooting socials and that SDCGO puts on a lot of these types of events because they're in uh, a not very gun friendly area. And so it's a great way to bring more people into the hobby. And so I was just writing about um, I think that was the one that went up on January 2nd. I was writing about um, how important it is it is for all of us gun owners to participate in that kind of thing, because as, as much as some of us, not me, but as much as some of us might enjoy going on Facebook and, and sharing memes that make fun of anti-gunners, that doesn't convert anyone to our side. It's not productive. That's true. Um, and you know, these shooting socials are fun. I've never, no one has ever come and helped with a shooting social and said, eh, it's really boring. Everybody it's, it's very rewarding um, you don't have to be, you know, uh, you don't have to have a master's in, in, in firearms to, uh, to teach somebody how to, you know, safely have a first time shooting experience. 
but it's only take about two hours, eight to ten. Uh, usually Saturday or Sunday, usually Saturday mornings. Uh, you sign up at uh, uh, sandygoncountygunowners.com slash volunteer. Sam, awesome job. Um, let's see if we can stump you again next week. Thank you so much for everything you do, my friend. I'll try not to let you get uh, two for two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Take care. You too. Good night. Hey, folks. Subscribe to our show. Give us a five-star review. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. And do us a favor, support all our great sponsors like San Diego County Gun Owners, join. Orange County Gun Owners, join. Inland Empire, do that one too. You can join all three. Need help, Dylan Law Group. Sage Tree, if you really need help. San Diego Flight Training International, if you want to learn to fly. And U.S. Concealed Carry Association, you should have that in your wallet all the time. Big thanks to Alicia. Michael, Sam the Gunman, Action Jackson, and soon-to-be father, Brendan Thomas, right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.